before I talk to you, you have to go through my speed questions. Okay. Okay, okay. favorite color? Black. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Being happy by yourself or being in a relationship? Being happy by myself. Tall or short? I don't know how tall you are. Tall. <laughs> and uh, mimosas or sangria? Sangria. Steak or lobster? Steak. I love you already. <laughs> so I'm going on a date now? <laughs> I passed the test. <laughs> oh, there was no test, but you are, you sound fantastic. She oh. is fantastic. I love, I love these questions. I want to get to know you so, more. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Amy. I'm 29 years old, turning 30 uh, this year. A big dirty 30. Um, I am an art director. Amy, are you single? Are you dating anyone? Um, so I'm always a little weird about this because um, I've always known, um, like I've always described myself to be single for like the longest time. Um, I don't like to consider, I don't know, like the, the term dating just uh, makes me sweaty, makes me uncomfortable. I just feel like there's so many expectations attached to it. So even if like for me, it's always getting to know people is what I call it. I don't really date. <laughs> Interesting. I never I knew that. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gender fluid? Are you like like a woman that likes men, women? Like what's your stance on that? Um, I do love uh, men. Uh, I guess that's the only relationships I have been in, um, ones that I've been attracted to. But um, I will admit that, yeah, like I am actually attracted to certain females too, but I've never really experimented that. I've just always been with men. Unfortunately, during these times, you can't really experiment like your thoughts because we're all in isolation, but Sadly. I, lo I love a chick that sounds like you. You sound like a lot of fun and you don't have a lot of borders. No. So, well, we have to have a drink when we can leave our house. I'd be so down for that for uh, some sangria. That's what you're into. <laughs> Oh, tequila, <laughs> beer, sangria, what? At this whatever. point, whatever. Exactly. Why do I, why do I feel okay, like I'm so, third wheeling here? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ryan, introduce introduce this topic. What what are we talking about? I've known Amy for a couple months now, and she's just such an amazing person, as you can tell already. So lovely, so open. And one of the stories that really, I think, would resonate with our listeners and what I found really interesting, like enough that we started talking about it and I had to leave uh, because, you know, I was meeting up with someone and basically I was left at a cliffhanger and I actually followed up the next time I saw Amy. I'm like, I need to know the rest of this story. So Amy she has an interesting uh, relationship with her ex and how she met her ex really was interesting to me. So yeah, Amy, take it away. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll, in this story, I'll be talking about uh, my ex. I actually, when people would always ask me like, oh, like, are you single? Are you, are you, um, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I have a boyfriend and we've been uh, friends for, I'd say 10 years is what I would say. And people are like, whoa, for so long. So I'd always like camouflage the story. I'd be like, yeah, I knew him since high school. <laughs> but then uh, when people would start to get to know me more, I would reveal a bit more about my relationship. I would say, 
well, actually, he was my grade nine teacher, and he is 25 years older than me. Oh, my God, we have so much in common. Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but yeah, so we known each other for um, a very long time, but it was first, I think we went through different um, chapters or different relationship stages of our relationship. Um, it first turned out as completely a just student teacher. He was married at that time. Um, and I admired him as um, a student and because he was a fantastic teacher to this day. There are several students that just look up to him. He's extremely encouraging. Um, like he's by far the best teacher like anyone could ever have. When I left his class, so um, I actually worked my ass off in his class and um, I turned out to be like the top student in his class. And um, the following years of high school, grade nine, grade 11, grade 12, I'd always like after school, I'd always like go visit him and like keep him up to date of like what's happening with my life or with my other classes. And he would help me out or my sister out. Um, but he did that for every student. Like there was no special treatment. That's just who he was as a teacher. And he it was like very respectful. <laughs> just to keep that clear. Um, but then it wasn't until um, I graduated, went to college and um, I just didn't feel like fit into college. It was extremely difficult to create connections, make friendships. The professors, I felt like they didn't like me or they felt like I wasn't like an, a top student or anything. So I felt really lost, uh, very disconnected. So I'd always go back to the place where I felt like I had the best time and the teachers knew who I was and that was my high school. So um, I'd always go visit my ex and then it was, I'd say about like 20. It's getting juicy. <laughs> getting juicier. <laughs> um, I'd say about in 2010, because this is what he had told me later on. It was in 2010. Um, so yeah, I graduated high school in 2008. And then it was in 2010 when I was 20. He had mentioned to me that I came to visit him. I was wearing these white shorts with my cowboy boots. And he was like, oh, she's actually a pretty girl. <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> is what he told oh, me. Oh, no. How did he reach out and say that to you? So you you met with him at 20 just to visit. Uh, it was always platonic. Did you have a little bit of a crush on him, though, at the time? or? So, oh, yeah, isn't from like grade nine because he looked like Adam Levine from Maroon 5. So I was always like just dreamy about him. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> she will be loved. I pictured him singing it to me. I'd have a freaking crush and I'd have more of a crush. Like, <laughs> me too. Yeah, that's <laughs> Me too. Like, I'm sure that I, you know, I think there are some, um, maybe some ethical issues with some of this, but from my perspective, like not from your perspective, Amy, but from my perspective, Ryan, I don't have... even have a perspective yet. She hasn't finished her story. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that like about the Ryan. crush. <laughs> Go on, Amy. Crush, it totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like I've had crushes on my teachers for sure. I oh, have yeah. some crazy stories, but Amy has to finish hers. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that, that's when he told me, but that was in the actual relationship when we were actually dating. He told me that. Um, so I had no clue in 2010 that that's what he felt about me. Um, so during that time as well, um, I would always talk about this guy that I was super into as a friend of mine. Um, I'll call him George. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I'd always like, go to my ex and be like, oh, like George, um, like I really like him, but I don't know if he likes me. So I'd always, you know, go to him with those boy problems. Um, so he'd always be a friend and 
and always just give me advice, that kind of thing. Um, but then I would say like nearing 2012. Oh yeah. So it was actually 2012 was where he actually made a pass at me and he, um, asked to kiss me and I said, okay. <laughs> Cause I was just, at that point, I think I was just, um, open to anything. So I'd always just like, I think that was my, and you're an adult. It's not weird. You're an adult. Exactly. So I was 22 at that point. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. So we did kiss in 2012. And then, um, I don't know, in, in my heart, I knew that if I had pursued something, I would fall in love with him. Um, cause that's when he also told me to that. You would fall in him. love with him? Like you yeah, liked him that much? Yeah. I'm not sure if like you guys have ever experienced that where it's like, you know, like this person, you just know that you've connected so well with them. Um, yeah. And you're just like on a true like friendship level. But if you pursue like a more physical relationship that like, it's like before falling in love, it's like, you, you know it. I don't know. It's like preemptive. I can't, it's hard to describe. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like addicted to you, Amy. I would need to hang out with you. <laughs> we shall as a group. That would be great. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? Oh my God. She's the best. And you're such a conversationalist as I am as well. So like, we would get on like a house on fire. But, okay, go on. Feelings, <laughs> feelings, <laughs> feelings, feelings. And I'm like, so amazing. So what do you do next? Um, so sadly, it was like, I think he also knew um, that I was confused or something. So then he actually approached me at my workplace. And uh, at that oh. time, I was working at Home Depot. And he approached me at my workplace and he told me off and said, like, stop playing with my feelings. I'm just not like one of those people that you can just play around with. And he says, um, you're, you'll be very fitting in the advertising world because like they can just fake anything and whatever. Like, what? he just said a bunch of shit. Yeah, he said a bunch <gasps> oh my God. We don't extreme. like him. We, I we don't, don't like, like him, him anymore. No. Uh, no. I mean, to his point, I was a bit of a bitch at that at that age. But I mean, but I was. What I, what, what, but what I do like about him is he didn't text you that or call you that. He showed up at your workplace, which in one way can seem like unprofessional, and on another note, it can seem like someone that gives a shit. You know, he True. made the time to come to your work and express his feelings, whether they were right or wrong. Yeah, he could he could have easily texted you that. But Easily. So she chose to do it in person. At the end of the day, when you're in your 20s, okay, they may be a teacher, but it's not like you're 16. Like, no. yeah, their their role is a teenager, but I mean, I, they're, they're people at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just friendship, right? Um, and completely platonic at first, but yeah, it developed into this. And then um, I didn't know how to react. But all I knew was that I was extremely sad because I'm like, well, he was like such a good friend and now I lost this great friend. So then it was for about a year and a half was where we just lost complete communication. And then it wasn't until 2013. I remember it was um, a very rainy day. It was in September, almost school was starting. And I remember the sun was coming out. So it just looked beautiful. Like it was just like these sun showers. And then I get a text message from him after all this time, after like a year and a half. And he's like, um, school starts for you. Um, it's your final year. I hope it goes well. And then um, I messaged him back because I was so happy. I'm like, wow, he actually doesn't like, he's not holding a grudge against me. He wants to talk again. So I was like, okay, I'm like, 
well, yeah, uh, it's, it's not my last year, but um, it's good to hear from you. And then we picked it up from there. But then we started doing more romantic stuff, like going out for dinners. Like I remember he took me to a canoe in Toronto. And it was just and absolutely And that probably cute. made you very happy, right? Because you liked him. Yeah. So at that point, um, I was sort of allowing him to like come into my life kind of thing. Because I, I think um, he always knew I had a wall. And um, like I'd say from like my early 20s, I'd always um, like make excuses for guys that I would be seeing or hanging out with and just say like, oh, like, no, I don't like you like that or or just something like something that just doesn't make me want to go the full way and and want to um, like pursue a serious relationship. So um, it wasn't until I'd say at the end of 2013 was where I cut off like I'd say like my roster of, of guys that I would just like fool around with. Um, and then it was 2014, um, in the, in March, I'd say, um, was where we made things official and we actually started dating. He was your boyfriend, like official? Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) official boyfriend. Um, I cut off everyone, even that guy, George, just everyone. And then I wanted to be serious with him. And like, as the months went by, I just kept like falling. Hold on. I had to interrupt you. No, were you scared? to do it or were you confident in your decision I was confident like um I wasn't I didn't feel scared I was I think I was sure of myself and I knew that because I hadn't done that before with anyone else oh wow and And he he meant he meant enough to not be scared about it exactly I mean that's what the impression I got too from him was that like he doesn't care that I'm this young and um yeah like we just yeah just uh, by the way, before you continue, I want you to know my boyfriend that I've been with for almost two years is 18 years older than me. So, Whoa. yeah, I don't, I don't judge age, I don't judge race, situations, anything. Like, he love, he love, regardless of the situation. Exactly. Just to let you know that part about me. So go on. Oh, it's beautiful. I love that you can like relate and you can understand <laughs> 100% like I, I could date someone that's my age of course I could but exactly I fell in love with the most amazing man that makes me incredibly happy and he happens to be 18 years older than me is it ideal no did I plan for it no but does he make me insanely happy absolutely I think that's all that matters <laughs> you we have one life to live and especially with this virus going on, we have no idea how long that life is going to be. So I'd rather be, I'd rather be with someone that makes me incredibly happy instead of dating someone that like fits society's rules. Like he can only be a certain amount older than you. And also last thing I'll say is my dad had an incredibly hard time with it in the beginning, which I understand because I'm a daddy's girl. My boyfriend and my dad are best friends now oh that's really sweet so you continue because I absolutely love your story I'm just saying I hear you in the sense of love is it doesn't have to be traditional or what people expect it to be like love is very sporadic and unconventional and yeah exciting yeah, exactly. And I think exactly. that's that's what about love. You know, it's that um you fall in love with a person's soul that's ageless, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, like during the time when we started getting serious, um, my mom was just like she liked him as like 
a mentor kind of thing. But then when she knew things were getting serious, she was just not happy. So she was extremely. And why wasn't she happy about it? Like what, what was her issues with the relationship? Um, I think it has to do with like her Christianity, like religious aspect of it about like sex before marriage. And actually at, at this point I was 20, I was 23 and I was still a virgin. Um, mm. I yeah have never done anything. Um, yeah, so I, I was um, a virgin until then. And um, I actually, and this was like, it's very key to the story because like that's how comfortable I was with um, my ex was that I was willing to share this part of me that I, I was hesitant in sharing with other people that I've met in the past. And actually it's funny because in the past, like the other guys that I would, I would go out with like they'd always tell other guys are like oh she doesn't put out or she's she's just a tease or something and um, really? I actually people would I, say I, that oh yeah like at my workplace of they'd course people would say that people, <laughs> are, people are people are cruel honestly. they are but I think what's important is that like you you hold yourself and I, every time I would hear that I would just like hold my head higher because I'm like I know my worth and I know that these and I'd always be happy in the end because I'm like if these guys are acting this way then I'm for sure dodged a bullet <laughs> good for you so, good for you yeah. like that that's a way that I, I like to think and I, I know I've told you this Amy when we've talked on the phone before but my mom's given me that advice I think I've told you this Katie as well which is at the beginning it should be the best that it's ever going to be and if there already are issues then it's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. pursuing it. And exactly, you may have dodged a bullet. Like if people are going to talk poorly of you because of a decision about your body that you made, that's that's just, they're not good human beings, in my opinion. Exactly. And imagine them as like a relationship. So all, all of our listeners, Amy and I are now best friends and Ryan's <laughs> on the back seat. We don't really care anymore. <laughs> Wait, well, Katie, when's your birthday? I need to know your sign. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm July 4th. I'm a cancer. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I, I, love I, but I, I am literally opposite of everything that I am. I'm a millennial and I don't, don't have any male traits. Cancer is the only thing that I am in terms of a cancer is emotional, but yeah. everything else like I don't resonate with, like I am like my own crazy self being. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we have to make up our own uh, sign for you then. Okay. So what, when's your birthday? October 3rd. So I'm a Libra. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I've fallen <laughs> in love with a Libra before. <laughs> they're dangerous Ryan you fall in love with everybody <laughs> oh, he's just such a snuggle bear <laughs> okay, so Ryan and Amy you are both single why and what's your next step why um so I think like I said before um this, the term dating is just a little terrifying for me. And I don't know if it's, it's not that I have an issue with commitment because I don't, but I think it's the, um, the person it's committing to or that I'm committing with. Um, I think that's where I worry about. So for me, it's important to have a relation, like a friendship, a sincere friendship as a solid foundation of that relationship if it transforms into something else. So for me, it's like finding that good friend and then letting it 
translate to something else more serious. That's where I'm no, at. No, I totally respect that. That's a very healthy way of approaching dating. Yeah. And it also relieves the pressure too, I find. It's like I'm getting, I'm going out with this person, but I'm meeting them as like being genuine. Like I want to know why they are the way they are. I want to know their past. I want to know how they feel about the future, like that kind of thing. So um, yeah. <laughs> that's me. Well, yeah, you don't, you just don't want to date someone that you don't have any idea about what they want, what they desire, what their dreams and goals mm-hmm. are. Exactly. And I mean, if, if you're 17, it's easy to just like fall in a relationship. But when you're older, it's like, no, I'm not just going to date you unless I know that like our values align and like you want what I want within, you know, reason. And I totally respect that because a lot of people just date someone that they're attracted to. And, and then it. their morals don't align. And then how do you get out of it? Cause you feel stuck. And then you start losing yourself. Like I know a lot of friends like that and yeah, good for and you it's, for it's knowing sad. what you want. Well, thank you. Yeah. So um, yeah. How about you, Ryan? I think for me, I, for a long time and sometimes Ryan, wa- myself- Ryan wants me to be a boy so we can follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are you seeing that we're soulmates, Katie? Oh my God. We are totally soulmates. <laughs> I think for a long time that I was chasing after guys who didn't give the same love back uh, that I was putting in. And I think that I got caught up in that for a long time. And then for a while, I felt like I was ready for a serious relationship. And anytime it would get close to that, I would somehow self-sabotage it because I don't think I actually was ready. And then yeah. now I think I've been single for the last like, you know, two or so years going on dates still is because I'm not going to settle for just anyone. So if I'm not feeling it on a date, I, you know, that's it. Whereas before I would try to make it work or I would go on more dates. It's like now I've kind of, I, I have an idea of, of who I want to be with. I feel mm-hmm. more confident. I, I think that I, for a long time, and even, you know, I've caught myself doing it probably within the last like three years, but I think I've, I've been a bit more chill with it has been, I would be too clingy with guys and I would show all of my cards all at once. Whereas I've. Yeah, that's a good way of putting in all your cards at once. Yeah. And I feel like actually how I should play it is cool. And knowing that I'm fine on my own as well. I don't need them. They don't need me. And just to be chill about it. And if it's meant to be, it will happen. And then, you know, then you can be a little bit more clingy because then they're in love with you and it will be okay. Whereas I think I show too many of my cards and I'm too clingy too soon. And that scares them away before they really get to know me. No, for sure. Amy, what do you think? Um, well, we actually talked about this, uh, I think a few days ago about, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, it's more tied towards like astrological signs, but I, I do think, um, yeah, like for sure, like people, like there are personalities out there that prefer, um, like a little bit of mystery. Right. And like mm-hmm. having to make that effort of getting to know a person a bit more, like they, they sort of want to reward that to themselves of like, I got to know this piece of Ryan today. So maybe it's like that sort of thing, trying to keep it mysterious for for yes. people like like don't reveal like too much like katie was saying um or what you were saying ryan about like putting out your cards like maybe like put out like a few cards and 
and just like let them figure you out kind of thing, right? I agree. Like you're a very good guy, Ryan. But if I can give you any advice, and I mean, I'm a ridiculous human, so don't take advice from me. But you have to give a little bit less of yourself. Amy, yeah. would you agree? I would agree. From from the stories I've I've heard that Ryan told me, I, I think, um, yeah, like you you do want to keep things to yourself, and like even if you're in a very serious relationship, like you always hear like. I don't know, like say yes to the dress or like one of those ridiculous real life TV where they're like, oh, like my partner knows everything about me. Like he's my best friend or whatever. But it's like in reality, like I feel it's good to keep some things to yourself to later reveal to that person as like, yeah, a hundred percent. Because I, I'm a huge believer in like, no matter how close you are with your siblings or your parents, like you can only just rely on yourself. Right. Yeah. So make sure that like you love yourself because that's all you have to rely on. Like be confident in that, that person, because we can like love our parents and our siblings and our friends as much as we want to, but no one's going to have your back more than yourself. Right. Yeah. And I've realized that in the last like year, I've definitely become more year and a half two years maybe i've become more reliant on myself like if i want to see a movie i've talked to amy about if i want to see a movie yeah. i'm going to go see it whereas in the past you know if i wanted to go to the mall i'd always need a friend to be there yeah. or i'd always have a guy that i'm texting whereas like now i haven't had a guy that i'm texting in probably a year you know what i mean yeah. like a back and forth texting because it just hasn't happened but um i i think we went a little bit off topic but i'm thankful for all of the <laughs> But I, w- I want I want Amy to finish her story. So Amy, uh, I, I love how much you've shared so far. And I wanted to get into once you were actually in the relationship, there were some red flags about he could only meet you certain times. And he, he assured you that him and his wife were separated. But I know that you started to catch on to some things that just weren't adding up. Do you mind sharing that with the listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, because um, like the background context, I guess, of the build up of the relationship um, is pretty key to the get to know like who he is as well. Um, but yeah, for sure. So when we started dating in 2014, when things started getting more serious, um, I'd say so again, we dated March 2014. That's when things got um, for real. And then I'd say by August of that year, things started to unravel like certain certain details that um, he kept revealing to me. and. I, that was when I started questioning already, like, is this um, going to actually work out in the end? So the first thing was, was when he revealed to me that like, oh, like he's still friends with his ex-wife. And I was like, okay, I'm like, well, that's cool that you can maintain a relationship. I, I actually found that an admirable quality about him that he doesn't hold a grudge. Like it was apparently um, his ex-wife that had initiated the divorce. And he said it, it took him some time because he was um, he was completely heartbroken about um, their breakup. So he said like it did take some time for him to reapproach her. But she was alone in this country because she's not from Canada. She was from um, in somewhere in Europe, and um, so she had no family members here. It was just him. So they've always maintained that close relationship. And then he revealed to me that she had a diagnosis of MS, uh, multiple sclerosis. So um, he told me that he had to be there for her um, far more than originally than he had anticipated, although he told me that they would speak 
quite often. They'd meet up for coffee or for breakfast, whatever. So I was like, okay. I'm like, well, I want to be like a, like I said, I've never been in a long-term relationship before this. So I was just like trying to be like a good girlfriend and being like supportive. So I was like, okay, like you guys are friends. So that's, that's okay. Like I'm, I'm happy that you could be a really great friend for someone. So then um, as the years went by, I would find out or I would notice like, wait, he has never brought me to his place or I've never met any of his friends. His friends didn't know anything about me. And um, I'd always be, oh my God. I was like always so one-sided. Like I always wanted to be the one to show him to my coworkers or introduce him to my friends. And he's met all of my friends. He's met all of my coworkers from like the three places I've worked at. And I'm just giving all of this to him and then not getting anything in return. And then I started feeling, I'd say, because we dated for a total of, I'd say, about five years. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, five years. Uh, so, yeah, we broke up last year, um, 2019, in, like, April, around this time. But, yeah, like, I started feeling, like, as the years progressed, like, I'd say by year three, I got into this bad, like, accident in the shower where I severed my tendons and my foot. And um, it was then I realized how alone I was and how he wasn't there for me. Instead, he prioritized his his ex-girlfriend, or sorry, his ex-wife, like how he was just always there for her, for her disease. And then when I injured myself and I lived in the basement by myself and I would take myself to work with crutches, like I'd crutch for 30 minutes to the bus stop, which is usually a five minute walk. It took me 30 wow. minutes to crutch. Um, and there were weeks where I couldn't go out do groceries because I couldn't, like it was impossible for me for my foot. It took like about a three month recovery. So I didn't eat. Like I remember just like, like surviving off of like burgers. Cause that's the only thing I could eat. And I'd ask the person like throw it down the stairs so I can just get it. Yeah. It was extremely tough. And, and I would tell him this, like, I remember I would just cry like every day and then he was never there. And he'd always say like, I'm sorry. And then I'd always accept his apology. It's like, like you ever have those experiences where you have a disagreement with someone or like, you know, they're not good for you, but then you like convince yourself in your mind, like you have yeah. an argument with yourself in your mind and you convince like, it's like, Oh no, you're just overreacting or something. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. You romanticize them in your mind. Exactly. So I was like, he's like, he's still a good person, this and that. And then, yeah. So then it wasn't until like, again, like I find out that when I was um, like going through this with my foot, like he was there for her. Um, and then I found out later that year that they um, traveled to Europe together to meet with his friends. And then I was like, that's when I got upset because I was like, um, I always wanted to go to Italy. It's been my dream. And then he tells me he went with her instead. Wow. <laughs> and then again, as friends, he's like, I didn't know she was going to go. And I was like, but what? how? Like, yeah. How, how do you know that? Um, and then it's funny, like we went uh, to Boston in 2018 and um, I thought like, I was like, because he told me when he could go, because since he's a teacher, he's like, oh, I can't get off work until this time or whatever. Yeah. So I was always like accommodating to whatever time he's free. So he told me this was before Thanksgiving. So this was in October and it was the long weekend going into Thanksgiving and then he was like, yeah, I can travel this time. But then I found out that he could only go that time because his ex-wife was gone for vacation. And he wow. failed to tell me that. But I'm like, it makes sense now because we arrived when she arrived, like later on that week. 
So it's oh like, my she God, my heart is broken. Like, yeah. that is so awful. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, I'm really like, just sorry that you had to go through this, Amy. Um, at the same time, it's just like, I'm telling myself, like, you knew all this, like, red flags, and yet you're just like, keep accepting it no, you you are not a bad person for not no. acting on the red flags like i believe that you can't choose your family obviously but you choose the people that you love and when they hurt you yeah. oh i'm so sorry that is so painful uh, yeah it was uh, i look back at those years and those were actually the darkest years of my life actually um wow. because it just felt so alone it's so strange you're with someone you're not supposed to feel that and yet with him i actually felt like complete isolation and just complete like darkness and um i remember bringing this up to him like literally i would bring it up to him every few months and be like um i don't know like i forget what at this point i forget what i was always like asking him like if there was something between them i think is what i'd always ask them and he he would get legitimately very angry that i keep bringing up the same thing he'd say like oh like he just bring up things that i was struggling with and he's like oh like you're not trust you don't trust me um like he's he's starting saying like i was crazy <laughs> i was wow. just like he says, like i just make up scenarios in my head and then believe it and then i started believing that i was like maybe it is me just overreacting and this and that but then I kept like going back to the fact that I'm like, I'm just don't exist in his life. Like I felt, I started feeling empty when like after we'd go out for dinner, he'd go back to my place and then um, we would have sex and then he would go back to his place and then I would just be left alone on the bed and I would just feel like empty yeah. inside. Um, I just felt Such like, complete, feeling. yeah, it's just like, oh, like you, you go home. And I remember I'd always cry after we'd, we'd have sex and it's just like not a great oh, feeling. No. You just yeah, felt almost used. In the way, yeah, I just felt like he just like wanted to get some and then he got what he got and then he went home. Is what, I, what are you, what are you doing to rebuild your like self-worth and your self-confidence? Because obviously um, you deserve like nothing but happiness, but what are you doing to like, make yourself feel good again i mean everyone experiences different ways of redemption kind of thing of like coming back like from darkness and um i think for me it was going to egypt last year with my brother we decided to take a trip and that's where i've met these wonderful people that just made me feel like a person again and they like saw things that I forgot that I had like qualities, like even what you were bringing up, they're saying like, oh, like you're so like bright and you, you make us like feel good and you're funny and this and that. It's just like, oh, I forgot him all those things because before with him, I'd always just say no to going out with people like because it was always well, on he, his time. He, he, he took your brightness. He took he did. what made you feel alive. He took that from you. Yeah, and it's not like I didn't want to have friends, but I would always put him first when he'd say, oh, I'm actually available at this time. And I'm thinking, because I would only see him twice a month, I'd say like, well, this is the only time I could see him, so I'd always cancel on people, right? And I just felt like that was so unfair, like looking back at it now. And that's why I struggled with having relationships and friendships with people, because I just wouldn't make that a priority. And I'm doing that now, and my life is just so much uh, different. Amy, I obviously haven't met you. And we've had like a great conversation over the phone, but like, screw him. He's yeah. a dick. Like, yeah. what, whether you are an amazing person or not, nobody should ever treat someone that way. 
And no. you know what? I, you are probably going to meet, no, not probably. You are going to meet someone that is going to encourage and love every yeah. bad and great part about you. Yeah. But don't ever, for people that cheat on people, like, do not have the audacity to at least be faithful. Like, just yeah. break up with me but, if you want to be a sh- person. Like, don't put me through that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would, like, I even told him, like, I never, ever lashed out at him, ever. I I even told him to his face. I was like, if you're with any other girl, like, they will just destroy your life. If they would, like, go to the school, make a scene, they would go to your actual place and make it, like, improve it that you're not living by yourself. But mm-hmm. I discovered that later on. I discovered, I saw his, his um, ex-wife. This is how it all happened. It was last um, May, I saw his ex-wife take the bus and I approached her because I had met her when I was in grade nine at school. He had brought her there. So I already knew how she looked like. So I saw her and it was just complete happenstance, complete coincidence. But I felt like it was meant to happen because that was the only way I could have broken out from this toxic relationship. And I saw her and I didn't make a scene. I didn't do anything. I, I didn't want to affect her life either because I had no idea what she was going through. So I just said, oh, um, you're living in the city. I was completely asking these oblivious questions that I knew the answers to. And mm-hmm. then she was like, yeah, I live in the, in, the, in the condo. And I was like, okay, I'm like, could you say hi to Mr. So-and-so? And then she was like, oh, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll say hi to him. So I was like, okay, that was the clue that they're still living together. And yeah. she lied to me the whole time. And that's why he never brought me to his place because he was living this double life and he took advantage of my, my naiveness, I guess. Like I was super naive and he just took advantage of it because he was like, this girl doesn't say anything. She just takes it. So I'm just going to roll with it kind of thing. And when he found out that, yeah, he started losing me was when he started to fight back. But yeah. I'm so sorry <laughs> that, that At the end of the day, you. Amy, like, you are survivor and we say like survivor when it comes to cancer and stuff because that's what's really hard in life but like you are a survivor and you are a good person and he will have to continue living his life being that shady motherfucker that he is (laughs) yeah it's uh, i think like this goes with anyone that has gone through cheating or any sort of um abuse or not that i went through abuse but it was still toxic um but It was, I think, I believe I started losing, I lost my appetite and I would eat, not like I didn't starve myself. I just would eat, but I wouldn't enjoy it. I would just eat because I knew I had to, but it's like my body didn't take the food. So I lost 30 pounds very drastically during that time. But then, but like I said, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, because I'm already so thin and it was not great. Like my mom noticed almost immediately, Um, but it wasn't until I met that one special person that we're still friends with to this day. His name is Harris. But yeah, so I was a guy I met on, on the trip to Egypt. And it just, like, to me, it's like you meet these people that bring that light back into you. Like, he brought me back to life. I didn't realize how dead I was. And, and just because, like, we're friends, like, that's all, to me, that's all that matters. And since him, like, he's not even present. He's, he's in the U.K., and he's slowly like brought me back to caring for myself and he's not present but and he doesn't like he says very encouraging things and words of advice to me 
inside, like not just putting a smile on just because. And I think when, when Ryan approached me, this was like maybe the second time we sat down and talked and he was like, I love your energy and your personality. Like later on that day, I actually cried because I was like, Oh, I didn't know I that. I, yeah, I was like, I haven't been told that. And I feel like I've literally just changed like overnight, like just meeting that one special person that made you remember like how special you are. Right. And just you really being, like, are. Yeah. Toxic energy for like five years. It could really do something to you. <laughs> well, you, you really are. And that's something that Katie's seen knowing you only over the phone for, you know, this hour or so that we've been talking and you're someone that is a shining light. You do have such a great energy. And I knew that from the moment that I met you. So the fact that someone could have had an impact on you where that was taken away makes me so sad. But I'm also so happy that you have now moved past that and that you're doing so well in your life and that you've met friends along the way uh, yeah. who have made you realize and yourself, in fact, have realized your self-worth because I couldn't imagine not having you in my life. You are such a, a ray of sunshine and I really appreciate you. Yeah, and Ryan. I just want to appreciate you for sharing this story because I'm sure there's people out there that maybe can't relate to specifics. Maybe they can, but I think the pain that you felt and the fact that you could come through it even stronger, I think a lot of people will relate to. Well, thank you so much for listening, Ryan. And so much, it's so good to meet someone like Katie as well. Like, uh, I think you both are wonderful people. And um, I am su such a like, believer. Just, and it yeah, it's me with so meeting great, to, like, great people along people the way. So in person, I think it's but so like, good. Amy, I think that you are like a shining star. Like you are so good at conversation and you've gone through stuff, but it clearly hasn't broken your spirit. And like, I can't wait to like hug you and cheers you. I know. Honestly, I think that, I think that you're that incredible. Sense. And I'm so sorry for like what you've gone through. But to me, Thank you're you. an amazing person. Thank and you, you probably wouldn't be the amazing person that you are right now without those struggles, you know? Exactly. But the same goes for you too, you know, and, and Ryan, like, I think we have this new way of looking at things and appreciate things a lot more when we have it. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Well, my phone is officially on 3%. So I have, I, I have to go, but I love you both. Amy, such a treat to get to know you. I love you guys. This is great. I can't wait till we meet face to face. Give you a tight hug. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, Ryan, you're the best ever. Amy, you are the best as well. And I'm sure Katie agrees that like you were one of our favorite guests and oh, I would love to have you on oh, again talking down. about no not one of our favorite guests my favorite guest <laughs> oh well, yeah yeah talk about anything fuzzy socks I'm down <laughs> I, I I feel like you're like I feel like Amy like you're my sister and we're like drinking wine in like pajamas right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is so good I'll braid her hair <laughs> All right, guys, I love you so much. I gotta plug my phone in, but have a happy Okay, Sunday. love you guys. Thank you again. Bye. And thanks for everyone for listening as well. Uh, this has been amazing, and Amy for sharing your story. Right, no problem. Bye. 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 Bye.